Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my spicy co-host Mozzie. How you doing, Mozzie? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I don't. I don't know if I'd call you spicy. Actually, spicy. I just. I usually just say like whatever like comes to mind right away. I'm trying to think if you are a spicy guy or not. I don't know. I like spicy food. Gotcha. I mean, do you think you're spicy? You think you're a spicy guy? Um, I would say I'm like a slow heat. Oh, uh, you know, I was about to like, say maybe like a sweet heat. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not like a spicy individual on a daily basis. But every now and then, I'll just I'll kind of slap one back at you really quick, and you're like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" It's like you know, like you didn't realize there were jalapenos on your pizza, kind of thing. Right. They were hidden under the cheese. Yeah, and like you didn't enjoy it. You just, just caught you off guard. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, oh, hmm." That's nice. I like that. I like that little spice. <laughs> Speaking of uh, spicy individuals, uh, Cam Newton is now a Patriot. I, I would definitely call him spicy. He's 100% a spicy person. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we record our episode, like, the week before his signing happened, so we didn't get to it. Um, so, yeah, let's talk <laughs> Let's talk, Cam. Um, oh, man. So I keep getting this question uh, from people. They ask uh, so what do you think? He's going to be like a gadget player or something? And I'm, I, I don't really get that. Starter, Why would right? <laughs> he's going to be their starter? <laughs> Assuming he's not just like incredibly physically broken, like right? He's I think like he's at an age where yeah, I think he can come back and be pretty good. Yeah, he had a lot of time off, so yeah, no, like, he'll, he'll be their starter. I mean, he looks yeah, Jared Jared like, Stidham is not. <laughs> People keep pushing this because they want it want it to be true, but like, <laughs> yeah, the guy who like looks like Tom Brady, like it's like almost like it's kind of like like a shitty clone. It's I guess he's like the like the Walmart brand, right? Of Tom Brady, <laughs> like Tom Brady's the damn frost. brand. <laughs> New Jarrett Stidham sauce, like. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Cam like Cam is Cam. Cam's Cam. So. Like, I mean, it's going to be interesting, like, to see if every other team feels dumber than the Patriots yet again. Why does that always happen? Dude, I don't fucking know. We're sitting out here, like, why is nobody signing Cam? Why is nobody signing Cam? Why is nobody signing Cam? And then the Patriots are like, oh, look, a wild Cam appeared. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for battle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, they might have just captured him, you know, like, you when you get your Pokemon. Like... <laughs> They're still a little bit weak because you just caught him, but he's gonna be really good. Yeah, gotta love him up. <laughs> he's a legendary dude. <laughs> telling you, he's static. Yeah, like his. He's been posting all stuff on Instagram. I can't remember who he was like throwing with recently that they showed, but it was like a big receiver that he like made look small. I'm like, I forgot how like much of a superhero human Cam Newton looks like. Yeah, Cam Newton's a massive human being. Yeah. And like I said, he's been working out the gospel music. I'm going to say this over and over. If you're working out the gospel music, you're on your serious shit, all right? Right. <laughs> I hear now or never coming out of your headphones while you're working out. I'm like, oh, this dude's, like, working for something right now. <laughs> he's listening to people <laughs> preach at him, like, while he's working out. So. But anyway, like, the offense as a whole, I think a big upgrade. I don't know. Like, Cam Newton, like, as much as you love him, he's never been, like, a, like, produce tons of fantasy receivers guy but he loves his tight ends and so the Patriots now have this newfound cap route between some Aaron Hernandez stuff and mm. the Antonio Brown settlement and the Rex Burkhead restructure 
but they've got like almost eight million in cap room now, so they could possibly all go these get moves. Um, a tight end. Um, we mentioned like on our over text like Delaney Walker, uh, Jordan Reed. I don't know. Like um, Jordan Reed wants to play again. Trade for a Joku. Like, yep. Trade for a J. Howard. Like I don't know, but. I think it would behoove them to get a tight end because yeah, <laughs> they have two rookies. Yeah, because Cam, Cam to Olsen was like a really good connection. So, I yeah, think, man, Cam loves the tight end. Yeah, that would be that'd be solid because, yeah, like I said, they have two rookies. Like they've got like no receivers. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad up there. Like Julian Edelman's your number one. I like, mean, he, like in terms of you know comp to like Steve Smith, like that's not the worst sort of situation for those two um but that's it that's the promise yeah because like we have no clue if Nikhil Harry like because like even when he was healthy which maybe he was still hurt like Nikhil Harry did not look good last year when he was on the field like no he didn't didn't really get targeted yeah no he just like wasn't getting separation all against that I don't know if he was still hurt or something or what but he didn't look ready so like he needs to take a big step um Mm -hmm. I think the main thing that I'm looking forward to is like I think Cam should have some good rushing numbers um, the Patriots one like they're going to be smart and build around Cam. Mm-hmm. Like to be fair, he's never had like a stacked receiving core. Like last yeah, year he did never. when he got like he he had him for two games and was hurt and is unfortunate. But like he's never had a stacked receiving core before. Like he gave Kelvin Benjamin a ten touchdown season. <laughs> so I mean, mm, but they're I mean, gonna yeah. they're gonna have their fullback back because um, that because that changed their offense fullback. a lot too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's huge for Patriots' uh, offensive scheme, man. But I, I don't know if there's any like specific Patriot. I'm like, this helps this Patriot. But it's just Cam is starting, and every time he's been a starter, he's been a high end fantasy quarterback. So <laughs> yeah, and he that means they're going to win more games now. They will win significantly more games. I would say twice as many games having Cam than Jared. Yeah, it, it makes it an actual like battle between them and the Bills. Yep. Because you know what? Their defense is going to hold people to not that many points because it's mm-hmm. really good. And yeah. that means Cam doesn't need to score that much, and he can easily. <laughs> uh, and it's it's funny because, like, the one of the Bill, like, Bill Belichick's kryptonites has been mobile quarterbacks. And we've discussed it because of the defense they run. It just leaves them open for big, like, QB gains on the on the ground. So he finally, like, gets to use that, like, aspect now. Yeah, I think he's wanted to. I'm, yeah. This is purely conjecture. There's nothing. There's no basis to it. But I really think he's wanted to move his offense into like the more recent sort of schemes that we've been seeing. Yeah, it's like we I, like coming into it. We were like Cameron, Cameron Dalton, right? Like to the past. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, Dalton would have been more of the same mm-hmm. style of offense, which they don't have as many pieces for right now, which is why it's not as great. But yeah. You know, I really think he has wanted to step up the offense in that way. And he had Tom Brady for so long that he didn't have to, but now that he's gone, mm-hmm. it's, it's time to get with the times. And he's a smart enough coach to realize that times change and therefore the offense has to change too. Exactly. So I, as much as I hate the Pats, um, I hate Tom Brady more so. Um, <laughs> so I get to extra root against the Bucks. That's nice. But st- I do still hate the Pats. But right. Cam's there. I'm like – Come on, Cam. I really wish you would have been a Raider, man. That would have been great. God. I would have loved Cam DeLam. Cam DeLam. <laughs> if that. only, man. That timeline exists somewhere. <laughs> to find 
a damn portal let's make gun. that rick and morty episode yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> but instead of like, like instead of rick it's like it's gruden as like as rick pretty much <laughs> i'll tell you what and morty's like his like <laughs> mini me son like buff version of him whatever of course like, like have you you've seen john gruden's son that looks, looks just like a compressed version of him yep <laughs> <laughs> gosh but i know before we i get to anything about that do it the whole family kind of looks yeah. the same. Some strong genes there. Strong genes. Wrangler genes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Patrick Mahomes signed that freaking like baseball NBA money deal. It was literally like a baseball contract. So five hundred million, dude. Yeah. yeah, is it like up to with incentives? I don't remember how it is exactly, but it's a huge deal. Five hundred million. It's five hundred million with in- potential to go higher. Yeah, I didn't remember if it was like it could be up to 503 or if it like was 503. He has language where if he's just keeps performing each year and the cap room increases, he can keep amping it up. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay, he's got I think it's he's got like four he's got 477 million in guaranteed mechanisms. So like basically as long as he like stays there, he's most of it's guaranteed like each year, I think. Right. And I think I read like mechanisms if he like, got hurt and retired he would still make like 140 something million right 137 million or something yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it here so his <laughs> all right let's see a roll so a rolling guarantee structure is in it so 63 million is fully guaranteed at signing and then by march of 2021 103 and a half million then by the next march is 140 million ish so Oof. but like I don't know how the rolling guarantee works, um, but I mean, he's averaging like forty mil a year. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, and I, I mean it. It, I, I love it. It's a good contract, right? Like it's. Yeah, no. Like the thing is, like security. By five years in, it's probably like cheap. Right, and um, yeah, I just kind of felt like it was good for both sides. It's like for Mahomes, it's like security. You don't. You're here. We love you. Stay. Mm-hmm. It's basically like you want to win, we want to win. You want money, we want to keep you. Like we like money. <laughs> <laughs> he, we, she, Wombo. Wombo. Instead of Mahomes, it's Wahomes when he goes nuts. <laughs> oh. Is is Wahomes like the Wario to like the Mario that is Mahomes? Wow, I guess yeah. I never played Wario though. Do any teams have like I guess Pittsburgh? They have yellow uniforms. Mm. Try like I think of like the yellow uniform teams. A lot of them have like alternates that are yellow. I mean the Vikings have like the golden purple. Oh, Chargers! There we go. Yeah. So yeah, the the Vikings have a have a yellow. I think the Rams do too. Mm, Yeah. Washington might. Do the Chiefs have a yellow alternate? Golden red. The, do the Chiefs have a yellow alternate? Oh man, you are asking the wrong person. Oh, I remember the Rams like color rush yellow. Remember that the oh, banana God. uniforms? Yeah. So the Chiefs have at some point had. There's a picture of Alex Smith in a yellow Chiefs uniform. So if if they wear yellow at any point, he's Will Holmes. <laughs> Will Holmes. Patrick Will Holmes. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on to more contract stuff. Uh, Raheem Mostert has uh, okay. 
I don't know if he requested a trade or like his agent like said trade him. I don't know. Basically, he wants to get like he basically just wants like two million more dollars. Apparently, he wants to be paid the same as Devin Coleman, which I fair. So yeah, actually, I feel I feel like that's kind of fair. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a whole lot. Yeah, the first thing I heard was he requested a trade. I'm like, I just laughed. I'm like, how are you as a 28 year old running back who just had their first decent season going to request a trade on like right. for your sixth team? Like, doesn't seem smart, but. I don't know how much cap room do they have because like i want to say they'll get it worked out like the thing is he has no leverage no <laughs> like literally none they could put somebody else in there and it would probably be fine um have... he's just kind of like asking like hey will you do me a solid yeah they have <laughs> like 12 million cap space but like as after the jared mckinnon contract they're probably like no no <laughs> dog because like he because mckinnon's still technically on roster Oh, heavily reduced salary, but I mean, I wouldn't like. What if Ramostert is no longer there and Shanahan just goes signed goes and signs Freeman, and they have Freeman and Ted? Oh Freeman. my god, like, <laughs> that's like a real possibility. That's the thing. Like <laughs> Shanahan doesn't give a shit. Like he's made any run. Like he like literally he made Raheem Mostert very solid. Like right, he's, he's made nobodies into somebodies. So. It's because his scheme is just outstanding over there with the running man. Yeah, I would so. I would love for him to get Freeman. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's like the the gang's all back, man. <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> the SpongeBob, where it's like the chip and the, the coin chip and the tissue. The <laughs> SpongeBob is always relevant. Exactly. Yeah, like my my brain operates on SpongeBob references, like pretty consistently so oh yeah no absolutely if i don't say like a patrick line a day like something something's wrong <laughs> we've already hit a couple this episode <laughs> okay so uh moving on we decided to create a little like i don't know if we call it segment or just as this is our theme of the show we're gonna call it what ifs um a lot of things are being assumed for the season but there's a lot of uncertainty going into the season so we want to talk about what if scenarios so i guess we can start with the most obvious one is like what if we don't have fans in the stands or what well, the the almost guarantee is the like limited fans but what if there's none like how is it going to be if there's not as many fans excuse me in the stands what are, what are you thinking on it all? no fans in the stands <laughs> um i mean i i find it hard to believe that they'll be able to fill stadiums stadiums up at more than like 25 to 30% capacity mm-hmm. um, for most of them. It's weird because even though they're all in different states and therefore have sort of different jurisdiction, like they are all under the blanket of the NFL. Yeah. So Goodell's word is law to all of them. Um, right? I'm yeah, just, I'm I mean, assuming. they kind of just got to go with it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I so I don't think we're going to get more than 25%-ish fans in the stands if there is a season. Um, uh, it's It sucks because obviously that's revenue um, that they need to pay their players and keep everything going. But I, I feel like they're okay for right now. <laughs> like, it's not really a financial issue at the moment. Yeah, I think the billionaire owners will be Gucci for like. Yeah, I bit. think they'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But so yeah, my thought was like as far as um, like for the players, I don't think they're gonna care that much. Yeah, I'm just curious how much it's gonna affect like home field advantage and stuff like that. That's like my main thought, cause like. Well, yeah, because the fans won't all be able to be in one section. You know, they're gonna be all across the entire thing. So the in, like the effect of um, crowd noise and whatnot is gonna be reduced significantly. Yeah. Teams like you know Kansas City, teams like Seattle, where crowd noise is a big factor in the whole field advantage, is gonna be drastically different. Or maybe teams like the Chargers, or I'll say even the Bengals, who had low attendance last year like <laughs> yeah man um and maybe it's a benefit for them or like someone like jared goff who had pretty bad like road splits maybe it's a boon for him to not have all the noise and shit like yeah i mean we'll be able to hear the all the things on the broadcast a lot more easily right yeah i, I would love if like players were mic'd up a bunch that would be cool that'd be so fun because I know Deshaun Jackson suggested that that was a good idea before having some bad ideas. I do know a lot of stadiums create fake sound noise. Do you think that they would do that? Would it look jarring if you walk into an empty stadium and you just hear, like, the roar of the crowd? <laughs> I feel like they'd save it for, like, when the game starts. Because, like, if they're just out there warming up and they accidentally press the button that's, like, the crowd noise button. Right. <laughs> Defense. T- t- who's saying that? We're practicing our kicking Weird. drills. <laughs> like it's ten a.m. They're just like testing it out while like uh, also like isn't there like no tailgating and stuff, right? I'm assuming. So that's you know I mean makes sense, but it's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird season, man. So yeah, I I think the t- like the the players who are just, like. Actually, I don't know about Roethlisberger because maybe his is just like a comfort thing. But the players that are like have pretty bad row splits, like Goff being one of them, it might help him a ton. The one thing I heard was like McVeigh will be able to really easily like be in his ear the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how he's done it in the past couple of years. Now it's only easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty big effect, especially those places where the crowd noise is, you know, twelfth man Seahawks, you know. Um, Kansas City. It's a. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I. It's going to be weird. I think for some players, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're ultimately going to mind that much playing. You might. I don't know. I guess I would. If it was a game where you weren't getting paid, you might feel more incentivized to give up if you were down. Because what are you playing for? Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the end of the day, they're getting paid to do a job. Yeah, I, I think most of the players will be fine. Because, like, I heard this discussion about, like, NBA, too. Like, what players are going to, like, be fine. Like, I feel like some of the defensive players that, like, rely on, like, the crowd noise are going to, like, be, like... You know, when they, like... It's a third and long, and they, like, wave their hands trying to get the crowd into it, you know? Like, right. It's not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I don't know if it's going to make much difference, but I think it'll alter some of, like, the drastic advantages some teams have. But, yeah, it might put just a little bit of twist on the games in a different way, but I don't think it's going to be, like, monumentally, you know, changing anything. Yeah, but... So, moving on to player and team-based stuff. What if Mitch is just as bad as last year and Foles isn't any better? So, I've seen a lot... So, I love Allen Robinson. When if? Yeah. 
That's it. Everyone knows I love Allen Robinson. Um, sure. That's a given. And I'm hoping the QB play is better this year, but it might not be. So what are we looking at if the QB play is not improved? Because everyone's assuming it is. Um, I mean, how does that affect the running game? Does does Nagy get fired? Um, very, it's like all very possible. I know. I, I don't think Nagy gets fired unless they see like a total breakdown of things, which could happen if they're losing as mm-hmm. things happen when you lose. Um, the question I think is what what is the level of bad that we're going to see? Because <laughs> Mitch might be bad, but they might still win some games. Um, yeah. And it won't be enough to like say burn the ship down. You bring in Foles. I personally like Foles better for the offense better. Yeah, or at least for Allen Robinson, I think. Exactly, yeah. Mostly for Allen Robinson. Um, (laughs) We haven't forgot you, buddy. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I I would prefer Foles in there. I think Mitch is going to just kind of plateau. Go the way of uh, Mariota. Yeah, it just can't really quite elevate it to the next step. Um, and, like, I and, wonder if, like, does Ryan Pace get canned? Because <laughs> he's been awful. Like, I let's mean, just put that how it is. He's been yeah, terrible. Yeah, he basically admitted by signing Foles that they goofed on Trubisky. But then, like, also, Foles is a goof. Like, that was a bad choice, too. Yeah, the thing about Foles is we know what his ceiling and his floor is. And, like, I feel like everything we know about Nick Foles as a quarterback is established. And for some reason, people are paying him at a higher amount than what that level would indicate. (laughs) Yeah, it's... So, I guess the the what if on the Bears is the floor is the same as last... Like I think last year is the floor. Can it get worse? What was their record last year? I thought they were like 7-9. Check. Um, Oh, 8-8. Eight and eight. I would say seven and nine is probably their floor. I was gonna say that's probably yeah, sounds like there's, there's enough talent there outside of quarterback that it's you know like if the quarterback play is like just okay, if it's decent, if it's like league average, they're fine. But mm-hmm. there's not like a guarantee of that. Like the assumption is that Foles will be at least average. That's like what right. That seems like perfectly average. I like I you hear so many things about Mitch, you know, and having a good work ethic and really trying his hardest. So you hope that he puts it together. You just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, poor Bears. Thankfully, their division is just self sabotaging itself like every other day. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on, we've got uh, what if. Um, insert old quarterback here is washed. So I think the main one is Phillip Rivers. He yeah. looked the most washed last year. Um, he had, an, he, like you said, he had a noodle arm. Noodles. He like, he looked objectively pretty bad at the end of last year. So, Man, some of those were some bad throws. Um, uh, he's the one I'm most concerned of. I'm not really concerned about Brady or Ben this year. Um, but Rivers, I mean, Rivers is on a good team right yeah. now. It's a lot of pieces, and we think a pretty good head coach. Like a lot, a lot of really good working parts there. 
So if he can just be decent, they'll be winning a lot. Um, but if he's noodle arm, that's going to be bad. Yeah, noodles belong at pools, not rivers. So <laughs> those were my favorite toy when I got in the pool. The pool noodle. <laughs> yeah, dude, he used to like blow on the one end and shoot the water out the other. Yeah, imagine doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, frowned upon. Gosh, that would be... <laughs> like, I feel like someone's going to do that soon and put it like on social media and just get blasted into oblivion. Right. Like, if that happens, like I feel like someone has to come knock on your door and just like put you in timeout in your own home. <laughs> You're under quarantine. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Why? Uh, you, you've proven that you, you don't know shit. <laughs> pool doodles are the most common way of spreading coronavirus. <laughs> anyway, um, so Rivers, yes. So Rivers in his noodle arm. Hopefully it's not a noodle arm anymore because it was at the end of last year. Um, and then, Certified noodle. Yeah. And so we were discussing next, it's like, do they... I, the assumption is they would probably go to... Um, Brissett instead of Eason. That would be my... Uh, yeah, that would be my take. They could go with Eason, but... This, so I guess this can kind of roll into our question we have after this, but, you know, you're not going to see... The Colts aren't going to get to see Eason, really, mm-hmm. that much. And they know Jacoby knows the system and the team and everything way more. So, like, the natural inclination just for this question is I think they'd go Brissett. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. So. Um, but then we've got the other two, Brady and Ben. Yeah. Um, do you do you think that they're at their peak, like they're past their peak, they're at their cliff, I suppose, where you sort of drop off or there or not quite? Like, what do you think? We'll know right away if Ben is washed or not. Like, Agreed, yeah. Like, we would know first game. With with Brady, it's hard to say because, there were, like, like we said, the team around him was so bad last year. Like, he... Not not the same peak Brady, obviously, but that makes sense. He's getting older. Like, he's, why is he, like, 43 or something like that? Oof. Like, he's not expected to be the same. But, I mean, there's, there's, the, the offense around him in Tampa is so nuts. Dyn- dynamo, dude. Dynamite. Just every kind of dynamic word I can think of. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not, like, expecting him to have a bad year or anything. I assume he'll be fine for at least one more year, but yeah, man, I uh, I think Brady's gonna be just fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried there. And like, one of my worries originally was like scheme fit, and it, um, what's his name, Arian, kind of came out and said um, he's gonna adjust a lot to Brady. So that's a good coach would. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But um, yeah, I don't. I think Brady's fine. Like I said, with Ben, we'll know right away. The problem is backup situations. So Tampa, they've got um, Gabbert, which not great, but not as bad as the Steelers, who did not address their backup position at all. <laughs> no, um, they did not. They, uh, oh god, man. So ben I don't know has what they're to gonna be do. fine. <laughs> ben has to be fine and play the entire year <laughs> on yeah, that like, team because they can they can't uh, like play games without him. Because like the backup. <laughs> like the back, like I mind the backup plan was signing Cam, 
but right. that's not an option anymore. Like, who's who's available right now, even quarterback wise? Um, Andy Dalton. Yeah, they'd have to trade for a backup. So. There's the hot take siren, Andy Dalton. The Steelers going to trading the for Andy Dalton. <laughs> That'd be like a, such a dank timeline, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's going to get his number called. That's going to happen. They, someone is going to call up Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah, especially with, like, everything going on in the coronavirus. Like, mm-hmm. someone's going to miss enough games. It's going to be like, oh, playoff team is trying to, like, keep their season in check. But yeah, we're we're these offenses, these teams are relying on these older quarterbacks to be themselves. Um, I think our take is Brady's still fine, Roethlisberger probably still fine, but like we'll instantly know. And then Rivers is the big question mark for me. I think we're on the same. Yeah, page of the there. three, he's got the least confidence going into the season. Yeah, noodly. My confidence <laughs> is wriggly like a noodle, you know. <laughs> a wet noodle. Yeah, so. Uh, next one, stay on the quarterback train. A lot of this is quarterback related right now. Um, <laughs> what if um, Minshew slash Tanny Danny Jimmy, as we put it, is a mirage? So these quarterbacks, Minshew, Tannehill, um, Daniel Jones, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, well, Jimmy Jimmy's had a little more success, like, so like time of success. But like, these guys who just had this one good year, um, like a very standout year from their career. Like what if it's a mirage? What if Minshew declines or um, – what if Danny Dimes would have thrown all those picks? Like, I mean, Tannehill's efficiency is objectively not sustainable. And, like, you know, we saw right. we saw Garoppolo miss that throw at the end of the Super Bowl. What if that just kills his confidence, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I the I guess the observation is, or not the observation, but like the thought is, like, okay, like, how are these teams going to fare if their quarterbacks struggle? What What's the kind of pass? Like, I guess we can start with. Well, I, the Jags are going to be bad anyway, so I don't think it matters right. if they struggle. Because gonna... <laughs> if Minshew is bad, they are going for Trevor Lawrence. That's pretty straightforward. Um, right. But So Tannehill in Tennessee. Um, if he's extension. not good, they're kind of cooked. Yeah, because they, they, they signed a new extension. I don't know who their backup is, honestly. Um, is, it, is it Cole McDonald, the rookie? Because I know they drafted him. I couldn't tell you. Logan Woodside and Cole McDonald is gotcha. third. Who's I don't has Logan Woodside like started an NFL game at all? Drafted twenty eighteen in the seventh round. By the Bills? Did the Bills draft Cincy? him? Oh Cincy, oh. Pick huh. two forty nine. So yeah, he wow. yeah, their back position is pretty bad. So if Tannehill wasn't it, they are they are fucked. Um which I guess they kinda Realize that and just went all in, which it makes some sense. But it, they... yeah, but if they, I mean, dude, that's a that's such a risky situation for them. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a lot where... of things that could take Tanny out this year, including a pandemic. Uh-huh. Like, uh, and if they don't have him with the injuries history that he has, they're in a real bad situation. Yeah. That or if he's just not as good. <laughs> yeah. That's Even if he's not as good, though, he's still the best option they've got by a large margin. Yes, large margins. Um, large margins. <laughs> but, so yeah, they're screwed. Um, so the Giants with uh, Danny Dimes. Okay, so their backup is. Man, it's just funny how I could not like tell you any of these backups. Colt McCoy. Okay, so they 
They've got, like, not a dire backup situation. Like, Cole McCoy's not going to win you a game, but... No, but he's... How much worse is he than Dan- Daniel Jones at the moment? Not not too far off, right? Yeah. Of the guys we mentioned, by far, best backup situation of the, of the first three. Right. So, now, I guess... So, like, first two career-wise, if they're bad, they're done. That's kind of a given. But Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. if he has a sophomore slump... Um, the giant. I, I assume the Giants stick with him for another year, and then we kind of have to see. Okay, third year is the big decider for him because, like, I, like, he could have like a Baker year where rookie year looks great. Second year, big downturn. A lot of the flaws show. Like, there's an OC change. Like, there are lines, but there's like offensive coordinator change in the like low off season and his uh, turnover luck. A lot of things could swing the other way. Oh, absolutely. Um, I guess. He's the one that I uh, I feel like he'll do okay. I don't know. We saw him throw almost a lot of picks last year, but I like that the OC coordinator, like the change that they've got, I think that'll benefit him and just the throws that he's making. Yeah. Also, oh, the O-line is getting a lot better too. And True. they've got some solid weapons. I'm not as worried about him. Like I don't, as much as I wasn't a Daniel Jones fan like coming in, Right. I don't. I don't think he's gonna like significantly take a step back. No, I don't know if he'll take a step forward or not. He may. A lot of his flaws may end up showing. I don't know, but mm-hmm. he's he's he has a long leash. He'll keep playing no matter what, and even if he does struggle, he'll still keep chucking it. Which mm-hmm. we saw last year, he would have like you know. I guess I can pull up his game log, but I thought he had like a four touchdown, two pit game or something like that. Didn't like, he do that against the Jets? Probably, but he had four touchdowns against the Jets. If I am not mistaken, their defense is still pretty bad. It's not a whole lot better. They did get a few pieces that were good. Um, I mean, they got Leonard Williams, who could work out for them, um, uh, and they got Blake Martinez from the Packers, which I think was their most significant acquisition. On top of that, they uh, drafted Xavier McKinney. They got Jabril Peppers as well. Um, okay, so they've added some pieces, but it might take a while. Oh, they got James Bradbury at corner, so their defenses yeah, yeah. should be better. It should <laughs> definitely be middle tier. Because mm-hmm. last year it was just trash, and that's they yeah, just chucking constantly. But yeah, so uh, so his four touchdown game, he had let's see, uh, three fumbles in one of them, two fumbles in another. And the five touchdown game, he only had one fumble. He managed to not throw picks in those high touchdown games, though, which is interesting. Yeah. He did have a three fumble one pick game against New England, which it was New England. Oh, sorry, no, that was a three pick game, and his three fumble one pick game was Arizona, which is interesting too. Hmm. He also had a three pick fumble game against the Packers. I'm just looking through. Like, <laughs> he had two, like he had so many fumbles. That's like the thing that gets me with him. Is yeah, the he's got to he's got to fix that. Yeah. He's got to be Danny Dyes, not Fanny Fumbles. So, <laughs> but uh, moving on to uh, Jimmy G. So, is there backup still C.J. Beathard? Without looking, I think that is it. Or wait, no, no, it's uh, Nick Mullins, right? Sorry, Nick Mullins. I believe it's Nick Mullins. Let me yeah. take a look. See, um, they're both yep. there. They're both there. But I think Mullins is the primary backup, which apparently mm-hmm. Shani likes him, which is kind of hilarious. And they run such an offensive scheme that's run-based 
and like run blocking that it's not as quintessential that they have an all star quarterback yeah, so. on the team. Um, so that doesn't that's not as big. I do think it's possible though that last year was a mirage for Jimmy. Yeah, like, let me let me pull up his like career loss because because he hasn't was last did he play a full season last year? I think so. I think he did last year. Finally, finally. So okay, yeah, he did. So but, but yeah, so before last year, he really had nothing to his name. Because 2017, he had a few games that went pretty well, not many touchdowns, but solid games. But last year was his only like notable year on his resume. Yeah, and he had some games where he showed that he could lead the team with his passing if the run was shut down just a few times. I think it was was it the Rams where it happened. Let's see. And there, the Arizona game. It was definitely Arizona. I yeah, the that Sa- oh the Saints game that was that shootout. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and the Saints that was such a good game. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Cynthia, G, I did a, a little game with my just myself the other day where I. Um, this is. Uh, are we getting? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, just a regular old game you play with yourself. Um, <laughs> but uh, I basically just listed out quarterbacks and I ranked them as either liking them more or less than Jimmy Garoppolo just to kind of see oh, you told me about this. Yeah. <laughs> where I would put Jimmy like in my ranking of quarterbacks and where, where gonna, did you put your Jimmy while you're playing Jim- a game with yourself where did you put your Jimmy <laughs> where I put my Jimmy was 19 <laughs> that, that's, that should be sure made at the game where do you put your Jimmy? All right. So I let, let me go through this exercise. Let me play around, see where I put my Jimmy. So right. Let's. Are we going to go through like everyone? Or I, I guess I can kind of go through it on here. Yeah, I just kind of listed out starting quarterbacks and whether they were above or below him. And then by sort of by the end of it, I had a gauge of like, all right, now everybody I'm listing is worse than him. This is pretty much where he's at. Gotcha. I'm going to put how many guys I'll take ahead of him, and I'll kind of just mark it here. So, right. I'll, I'll take Murray over him. Like Kyle 100%. Murray. Um, Goff. That's a push, I'll say. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think he was right around my. Uh, let me. I'll pull up mine. I think I still have it somewhere. Um, obviously, Russ. Jimmy. Yep. So he is Jimmy G. Uh, Teddy. I'll say it's a push. Brady at this point. Yeah, Brady still. Matt Ryan. Yeah, Breeze. Yeah, Stafford. Yeah, Chicago. No. Kirk Cousins. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers, yep. Washington, no. Daniel Jones. I think I'd take Jimmy G over Daniel Jones right now. Yes. Stack. Uh, I'd take Wentz over him. Mm-hmm. Charge situation, no. Uh, Raiders situation, no. Uh, makes me sad to say that. Denver situation, no. Kansas City, obviously. Um, Jacksonville, No. Indianapolis, no. No. Titans, for me, I'm still like, I might be too skeptical on Tannehill still, but I'm going to say no there. Houston, obviously, Deshaun Jackson. Burrow, I don't, I've never seen Burrow play, so like, at least in the NFL, I mean, so that's a tough one. Right. I Some of those are I, hard roll, to say. I think I'd roll with Burrow just on the case of like, I think we kind of know Jimmy G's ceiling, so I'm going to go with Burrow for a ceiling. Baker or Burrow? I did, too. Sorry, not I sorry. had Burrow and Tua. I, I would rather take than Jimmy G. Yeah. Baker's a tough one. Baker is right above. He's 18 for me. 
It's kind of a push. Um, <laughs> Roethlisberger of a healthy yes. Lamar, of course. Tua, yeah. Darnold. I would say Darnold. He's just been on a shitty Jets team. Yep. Jalen. What did you say for Jalen? Did you say uh, it's kind of a push for me? I had him just below. Yeah, I think I did. As far as like throwing the football, dude, like there are some advanced metrics coming about Josh Allen. He was like <laughs> real rough throwing the football. Like, it, like it's funny because you think, oh, like you know, Josh Allen, good deep ball thrower. He was like total shit on the deep ball. Oh yeah, it was bad. He that's, the, that's one reason they got digs. Yeah, he had the highest rate of uncatchable passes at twenty seven percent. Jesus. <laughs> Um, uh, that means over a quarter of his deep passes are l- literally uncatchable. Oh, this was just like all passes. Oh, that's all. <laughs> no, that was just oh. yeah. Those are just all passes. Oof, baboof. Um, so he was on target on only thirty-one percent of his deep passes. That's uh, twenty yards or more downfield. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL average was thirty. Uh, was a forty-three percent on target, so he was way below. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. Um, and then I, I would take Cam. So I guess one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yep, <laughs> I think I have eighteen over. Let me check it. Right. So it's not. It. it sounds absurd because if you ask me, like, oh, what do you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. But then when I actually rank. Yeah, I put there's a lot of, of good quarterbacks. There are a lot of really good quarterbacks. Where I actually rank Jimmy G is about 18, 19, that twentieth. Yeah, they're at eighteen guys ahead of him, and then like one, two, three, four guys that were kind of like pushes. So <laughs> huh. that's crazy, right? So that I put my Jimmy at the nineteenth <laughs> quarterback spot. There we go. Okay, so I guess in terms of like this year, they're like. I don't know how much will like improve because they like they lost Emmanuel Sanders. They're, they're replacing Sanders with Ayuk. Debo is barely maybe going to be back in time for the season. Like he's not going to go up. No, yeah, I mean, I think we've seen Jimmy G ceiling, and it was last year. Yeah, I mean, he maybe he has to throw more if the defense is like a little worse because they lost Buckner. Did they lose anyone else, or they keep most of their defense? They kept most of their defense. Yeah, so I don't think that's going to like change much. I mean, maybe it'll just. I don't say like localized, but some variants will kick in, and maybe they just have to throw more some because they like I think like the Niners and Ravens like led the most last year, so that might change uh, just in general. Like in games, they would they led the game. Yeah, they had the most like lead time in games. Like, right. I think the the Ravens led. I think the Niners were second. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, but um, yeah. So like that's one of the things with the Niners' offense is like projecting like ceilings out of people. Like I don't know how much better the offense as a whole can get and i think there is room for it to get worse mm-hmm. eh, or injury or Which, this is kind of the first yeah. time i've like thought through that doing this but it's a fun little game yeah you can play it at home with yourself <laughs> with your jimmy um with your jimmy <laughs> where in the world is jimmy garoppolo i was gonna say where in the world is my jimmy i'm like <laughs> I'm just, listen we can talk after the pot about this right <laughs> <laughs> oh where oh where is my jimmy <laughs> oh where oh where could he be i haven't seen my jimmy in over a decade where's my jimmy <laughs> oh wait wait where am i where's my jimmy <laughs> oh jeez. oh jeez. oh where's my, my jimmy? jimmy rick 
I'm, I'm surprised I haven't made an episode about that, like where he like portal guns Morty's wiener off or something. <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but I feel like that's something that needs to happen. Based on their uh, the original design of Rick and Morty, I'm surprised it hasn't come <laughs> up. <laughs> also, like I really push South Park around right now, man. But mm. anyway, um, next, what if uh, these players stay healthy? We've got, I've got a lot of players listed. We can kind of pick a few from here. There's a lot of guys on here. I guess we can pick the most impactful. Uh, what if they stay healthy? Ooh, Will Fuller. Yeah, I think Fuller and Cooks are like the most interesting actually on this list. I went in order of like what I thought was the most important. So like, if Fuller stays healthy, he they win like, the division. His ceiling is leading the league in receiving. Like, no shitting. <clears throat> yeah, man, he's basically like Tyreek Hill, but he can't stay healthy. He's like he's like almost like he's like a perfect match for Sean Watson. So like. Oof. These guys should, like, if Fuller and Cooks both stay healthy, they should both hit, like, 1,200 yards. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if they both stay healthy, I think the Texans win the division, like, like by a lot. Yeah, the, the division's <laughs> wide open because, like we said, like, we don't know about Rivers. If Rivers is still good, the Colts should have it hands down. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Titans are, like, as if Tannehill's still, like, solid, the Titans are a pretty good team. Like, Vrabel's a great coach. Um, the Texans have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna talk about their coach. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Fuller and Cooks, because Cooks is mostly just concussion based, which mm-hmm. is kind of scary for that, just because he's had a lot of concussions already. Yeah, that, uh, he's had quite a few, uh, three, four. Yeah, yeah. The big concern is team change in a shortened off season year. But I think I think Cooks gets a pass for two reasons. One, he's changed teams. A lot and been fine each time. So, oh, I don't, this is, I don't think this is a hot take. Maybe. Oh, right. it's an ambulance. We started talking about cooks <laughs> and the injuries. This <laughs> <just> goes by, <laughs> and then. But we're also talking about cooks has played with like a lot of great quarterbacks. He's had like because his worst quarterback he's had is Goff. Like that's pretty solid still. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's had Brady, Breeze, Goff, and now Watson. So I mean, he's got a great quarterback. He's been good changing teams every time he's changed. At a thousand each time, right? Yeah. Has when has he been below a thousand yards? Was he last was he, season? I think it was last year with Goff. Because yeah. he he that was like when he missed the most games too, right? Or mm-hmm. when he played, right. know, he, he played more games. He just didn't get that many yards. I don't know, huh? Yeah, for only five hundred eighty-three yards. That's crazy. But yeah, before he had five straight seasons of a thousand yards. So I feel like he'll get back to that with the Sean Watson. Yeah, man. So that's if, a that's a potentially dangerous combo. Yeah, if Fuller and Cooks stay healthy, because like Cooks is really good. He just like he just can't he just, find a home, man. Yeah, he just hasn't gotten like a lot of love because he's his high is twelve oh four, but he's not he's not had like a bonkers season yet, and I think that's why he doesn't get much credit. He's like he's not he's not just a deep threat though. He's like a very solid receiver. Yeah, he's great at a lot of things, man. His route running is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if he and Will Fuller stay healthy. High ceilings and like Fuller, I think has. I think we can both agree has a high ceiling. If he stays healthy and he cuts the drops down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I like Deshaun Watson to have a really good year, and that is sort of predicated on Fuller and Cooks, at least being partially there, and not both out at the same time. Mm-hmm. If they're both out at the same time, they're going to have a rough time. Yeah. 
Well, unfortunately. I'm not going to be surprised if there's at least one game of that, but... Yep. Because, like, after that, Randall Cobb's their third receiver? They're like, Kenny Stills, maybe? And then they've got, like, the two two, the two D Johnsons at running back who can catch passes. Their tight right. end is... They've got a couple Jordans. couple Jordans. <laughs> yeah. How much Jordans? Um, um, yeah, man. But ne- next up, we've got Stafford, though. Um, he's had some Man, back issues lately. Good. Yeah, I really hope his back's okay. He's fine because he was on a crazy pace last year. He was on a really good pace, and that sucks that he got hurt. Yeah. Um, but, but hopefully he took enough time off that he's like a new man. Mm-hmm. Now, if no he back. stays healthy, do it. <laughs> no back pain. He's yeah. good. I don't know if the, yeah, I don't know if the Lions will be good even if he's healthy, but... Their offense can be good. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay is amazing. Galladay, Jones, Jones, right? Still yeah. there. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, his second year. Yep. We can get some Gronkinson this year. Exactly. Dude, honestly, like, tight ends, like, literally it's been Evan Ingram and Gronk, and that's like it in the last however many years that, like, first-year tight ends doing well. Like, it's, yep. it's just not a thing. So, like, yeah, Hawkinson should be... Even if it's not this year, like the next the next year, but he's like, I am very confident he will be really really good for a lot of years. I think he will too. I it it takes time. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even think Zach Ertz was good his first three years. No, he took a while. And now everyone's like, oh Zach Ertz, he's like the, one of the best yeah. tight ends. Well, yeah, but yeah. Kittle Kittle took two years, right? Kittle Kittle's was a second year, I think. I think Kittle was good as a rookie too. Maybe, but he, his nuts year was his second year. Yeah. This is he had a really good season. yards after catch yeah, his first year, but not a whole ton of targets, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I want to see this. But yeah, if Stafford stays healthy, like, he should continue his pace. Like, they did lose Glasgow, um, but they replaced him with, um, I always forget his name, Upayu? Or, no, that was someone else. Um, Vitai. Vitai, yeah. I'm like, I, I cannot remember the Hawaiian uh, names assigned very well. <laughs> a lot of letters in there. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of letters. A lot of A's and U's and I's, too. <laughs> I say it ages. wrong, like, every time. <laughs> Kaimi, this whole name, no. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if Stafford is healthy the whole year, Galladay should be, like, a top, like, six, seven receiver in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, he commands a lot of attention, and he makes a lot of production out of it. So I, I'm pretty high on Galladay to keep rolling. Yeah. If if Stafford is fine, if yeah, like, he's not, it's going to be another season of just he could have a good game, he could do nothing. Yeah, he's one of the guys who, in my opinion, is most likely to tear jump this year, as far as like becoming getting into the elite tier. He's mm-hmm. like one of the easiest candidates to do that. Kenny. So. Yeah, it's literally just if Stafford's healthy, Galladay should jump to the elite tier this year, in my opinion. Sweet. Um, I have got him in a few different leagues. Because last year, context. did he get like 1,200 yards last year or something crazy? I'm pretty sure. That sounds right. I'm going to go Yeah, 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns on 65 catches, too. And that was with like mixes of David Blau. Right. <laughs> Shades of Blau. Shades of Blau. That should be the next Waka Flocka album, Shades of Blau. Blau. 
Dude, I was so <laughs> anxious. We were talking to either blow, blah, or blow. And that, like, blow is by far the best option. So I'm glad it was that. Blah. Um, blah. David, blah. <laughs> this is Dracula now. <laughs> Dracula's the quarterback. Okay, you would have done better. <laughs> I want to suck. <laughs> Welcome to the Lions. Um, <laughs> Are we on a football field or... Um, <laughs> But yeah, so next up, James Conner. Um, I'm not really concerned about him, but there's a general consensus seems to be like he's gonna get hurt, which I don't necessarily like. Think there's a whole like. I'm gonna pull up how many games he's played, but I feel like he gets an unfair rap on like being injury prone. I've had him in fantasy for two years now, and I. I'm definitely keeping him again, so... Yeah, he, he's... So he played 12 games and 10 games the last two years. So he, he has missed some games, but I don't think it's a thing where you're going to just, like, assume he's going to get hurt or anything like that. Like, he looks fucking massive right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude's working out. He's definitely one of the people who... He became the quarantine snack instead of eating the quarantine snack. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, okay, so if James Conner stays healthy... Ben is not washed. Um, <coughs> Connor's an like he's a top twelve running back. I think that's like almost a given. I th- like and I think most people would agree. It's just a lot of people are assuming he's going to miss some games and aren't sure. And how. having Roethlisberger helps a lot too because they don't need to rely on the run game to have an offense. Yeah, let me check last year because let me see when he got hurt last year. Um, Connor, that is because he let me see week. Eight was his last game. Let me get let me pull through week eight. And did they like, have, ESPN they is saying to consider him a flex option. I'm like, Ehh. do what? ESPN is saying to consider Connor a flex option, and I'm like, well, <laughs> that's a little bit low, don't you think? So through week eight, he had yeah, dude. Like this team was so bad. It's crazy how bad this team was. Dude, I wouldn't have wanted to play either. If I had had, like, a minor nagging injury on the Steelers last year with those quarterbacks, I would have said, I'm taking my time off to go heal. Sorry. Yeah, he, he was getting a lot of targets, too, which was nice. He had, like, some seven. He had like a seven-target game and eight-target game. Crazy. He had, like, a lot of four-target games. The attempts weren't that high, but they were also just, like, bad, so they couldn't run a ton. Yep. But. Yeah, they had no passing game. Yeah. It makes it easy when you just shut down the run game, devote exactly. all of it to that, and then you don't have to worry because their passing offense can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if he's healthy and Ben's not washed, like, he seems like an easy RB one, like not, like not overall RB one, like top twelve RB, like like a running back one in a twelve team league. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if he's on your team, he's starting unless he's hurt and then he's out. Yeah, which like you kind of like. I don't mind that. Like, I'd rather, like, it's nice to, like, just know, like, I can play this guy and he'll be good, or don't play this guy. Like, right. <laughs> but, um, next up, uh, we've got a few more guys we can kind of go through quickly. I've got Mixon on here because, like, so people want to talk about James Conner being, like, injury prone, but Mixon has, like, also mixed, missed some games. So he's, he's had of, ankle things, right? Yeah, he hasn't missed as many games. His rookie year, see, he's had 14, 14, 16 games. So he had actually, he he left a game or two last year, right? I, I swear I he, did. he did. He definitely did, because I had him in one yeah, game. Yeah, week one, he had like six him. attempts. 
And then like week, I guess Baltimore week six, he had like ten attempts or like eight attempts. So I assume he like left some of those weeks. But so if Mixon stays healthy and like is and, and like doesn't leave games, um, I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. We just gotta like because it's always been like ankle stuff with him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Would this be his contract year? Like after um, this year, would he be vying to get paid? I think it would be because this is going to be his third year, right? So they'll need to decide next off season if they're going to take his. Well, he doesn't have a fifth year option because he's a second rounder, right? Right. So yeah, next year. Oh, sorry, no, he's going into his final contract year. My bad. He's played three years. Sorry. So this oh, is yeah, twenty seventeen eighteen. Yep. Okay, yeah. So he, I mean, he is definitely incentivized. I'm sure to play as well as he can. Mm-hmm. Um. The yeah, offensive line should be better. They got Burrow now. So if Mixon avoids any injury, nagging injuries, he should be... He should pay off where he's getting drafted at, although I do think he's kind of getting drafted closer to ceiling. But, yeah, and then Wentz. Wink. Everyone just, like, we are, like, we're, I feel like we're the Wentz apologist right now. Like... <laughs> Everyone's kind of shitting on him. Why do people shit on Wentz? He is so talented. Yeah, like, he, he has some limitations as far as, like, footwork timing stuff, but the Eagles are smart enough to work around that. His pocket presence is phenomenal. Yeah, he's His got ability to presence. escape those situations is something I, quite frankly, haven't seen from that many quarterbacks. Yeah, he had an amazing year last year. He's got an incredible arm with really good touch. He can throw it super deep. Like he's accurate. Mm. Um, what, yeah, when is, is amazing. Like, <laughs> didn't he get hurt in the playoffs at the end of the game last year or something? Yeah, and they had to put in Josh McCown, and McCown got hurt too. But and he played through it with like a torn ACL or something. Yeah, dude, that post game interview like pulled out my heartstrings. Uh, Uncle Josh. Yeah, we all love Josh McCown. Um. Oh, yeah, he got concussed on a helmet-to-helmet hit from Jadavion Clowney. That's I like, right. I feel like I've read that headline multiple times before. Yeah. Because, but, like, yeah. different player. Like, Clowney on ex-quarterback as <laughs> concussed. I've read that headline before. Yeah. Just he is a monster of a human being. Which, oh, Clowney's still a free agent. Like, I wonder where he's going to end up. But mm-hmm. So, like, a concussion you can't really put on him. Like, you can't say he's injury-prone because he got a concussion. Like, that's going to happen sometimes. Right. So, uh, yeah. It's, that happens in football. That, I guess welcome. you could say the knock on him is knowing the when to, like, give himself up in the sense of, like, like sliding more, getting out more, checking down more, throwing it away more kind of thing, and not always. Right, maybe. being more safe. Yeah. He goes 100% and on, like, yeah. every play. And he that's, goes it's... balls to the walls. <laughs> It's great in the short term. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure his team loves him for that. But like last year, hit four thousand yards, twenty seven touchdowns, seven picks. Like really good year. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, and then as far as rushing numbers, he added he he also had a two hundred forty yards and touchdown on the ground, which isn't like great, but it's a little boost. So that's good. Uh-huh. Two hundred forty yards. That's thirty fantasy points of rushing there. So yeah, about two extra per game, fantasy point wise. So it's like you know a nice little extra. Oomph. It can negate a pick, which he didn't have many of. But you know, yeah, he had a great year last year. So like everyone just assuming like 
he's gonna like die and Hertz is gonna be amazing like right away. <laughs> but like once it's still their guy. Yeah. I mean he should be. There's no reason he shouldn't be. Yeah. Now it's they they've got they've got Deshaun Jackson, Ertz, Goddard, Rager. Um is that kinda it? Like I I don't know about Alshon right now. Yeah, because they got rid of Aguilar. Yeah, um, they got Goodwin. Yeah, they, they, I assume they're going to be running a lot of twelve personnel because they've got two great tight ends. Yeah. So. Which Wentz likes? Yeah, no, it's, it makes a ton of sense. And Boston Scott and Miles Sanders are both soft pass catching backs. Yes, sir. But yeah, Carson Wentz is under contract through twenty twenty four, and this year. Okay, so listen to listen to these fucking dead cap numbers. All right. This year, 77.9 million dead cap hit. Next year, 59.2 million dead cap hit. 2022, 24.5 million dead cap hit. Like, yeah. That's what it's like. You know, okay. But, like, and then 2023, still a 15 million dead cap hit. Like, they're, they're fucking stuck with it for better or worse. Like, he's not going anywhere. No, they would so, have to trade him and, like, hand the contract over. Yeah, so. Right? Like, he's their guy, and so, like, if he stays healthy, he's their guy, he's good, the Eagles are good. Like, I, I kind of just, kind of just use this to just support Wentz more. Right. But, Hug a Wentz today. <laughs> um, a couple more guys. You've got uh, Calvin Ridley and Paris Campbell, um, and Tua as well. <laughs> that was not really necessary. I'm just like, <laughs> if, if he is actually recovered from his, like, surgeries and stuff, and he plays... I just want to see Tua play. Um, Paris yeah, me Campbell, too. Yeah, we, we love Tua here. Paris Campbell, he was hurt like all last year. He didn't really get a chance to do much. So it was like him, T.Y., and Michael Pittman as like the main guys there. You have to imagine like that. I mean, they've got a really solid core there of players. Yeah. Like, man. That team is very solid all around. Like in pretty much every position, they have depth. Mm-hmm. Their line is solid now because of uh, – Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. They, have, they like they're they and the Raiders probably have the best offensive lines. Like Pittsburgh and Dallas are close as well, but like those two teams are, have nuts of offensive lines. And then Ridley, he's had a couple of naggy injuries. If he stays healthy, he could be. I, he's pretty much everyone's next Chris Godwin, to put it you know cliche e, but <laughs> it it feels too. It's it's. Sometimes the easy answer is the right answer. Like it makes too much sense. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The simplest answer is the best one. (laughs) Like that's that's the case here. Like if Ridley is healthy, he is the a a big jump candidate. So, oh baby, yeah, man. It's second year, right? This will be Uh, second, third, third. Yeah. Oh shit! Time's flying by, man. Yeah, dude. Because it's it's in DJ Moore's third year. Yeah. Oof. Which DJ Moore, another guy like tear jump candidate. Like there should there's some there should be some strong receiver play this year, man. Uh, yeah, man, a lot, a lot of good receivers right now. I mean, I just like the talent in the league right now. Yeah, there there's been like the last couple drafts have been so loaded at receiver and running back that mm. there's so much talent right now in the league. But um, it makes it so much more fun when the draft isn't full of nothing. Yeah. Like that one Anthony Bennett NBA draft. 
I don't know NBA, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I think it was like 2013 or something. Yeah, the 2013 NBA draft was just trash. Pretty much, I can pull it back. Wait, I feel like in NBA drafts you have your top top people, and then it's pretty much just the, the rest. Yeah, literally only like two. Okay, actually, no, Giannis. So like, aside from Giannis. There was CJ McCollum and Victor Oladipo. There's literally like three guys from this draft who are anything still. I, so there are three guys from this draft who are actually like good, and there's a couple others who are like still solid but not like great, you know. But that was the shitty draft. Anyway, um, back to football. But Paris Campbell, I'm not like 100 sure what his role is going to be, but I think he can be like a really good like touchdown threat with his speed. So. Like, I feel like he can get a lot of, um, basically he can be the, I don't want to, like, rule out T.Y., obviously, but he can be kind of a, I don't want to say Keanu Allen, Keanu Allen's not as fast, but, because Pitt, Pittman's the Mike Williams for Phillip Rivers, like, that's the, like, super obvious comp there. Right, jump ball, like, can go up and get a six feet tall, mm-hmm. come down with it. Paris is more like the take it, like, a short pass that he takes to the house because no one can touch him. Yeah, I wonder if they'll give him a lot of, like, don't want to say, like, running back stuff, but, like, he can take it out of the backfield, and I feel like getting him on a lot of short routes and just getting the ball in space, like, Curtis Samuel, that stuff would make a lot of sense. Yeah, like, Debo, too, the way uh-huh. he did it with the Niners. Yeah, but, um, anyway, next up, so, um, rookie running back stuff, we kind of mentioned earlier as far as, um, Rivers and the Colts, um, what if these rookie running backs start slow? What if these veterans ahead of them matter for two, four, six weeks throughout the season? Um, I guess we can kind of rank these veterans, maybe? Yeah, so, like, the biggest thing is we've got this virus going around, and because of that, there's not nearly as much training Wait, going what? on. activity, right? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing we're all supposed to wear masks for, so you know we don't spread it to other people. <laughs> it's called idiocy. Um, there's a because of that you have just have so much like all of these players that got drafted. They're not really going to get to showcase their talent in any sort of context before the season starts, which is crazy. So I think there are going to be situations where teams that drafted players that we like the upside of, but maybe it's not an immediate need, they might not start right away. Um, whereas they might, if they had gone into training camp, wowed everybody, and were like, all right, yeah, we're rolling with this guy. <laughs> this guy. Look at this guy. What a guy. What a guy. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a couple of these running backs, like Jonathan Taylor – um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think they're pretty solidified in their role, but and probably Acres, if you ask me. Um, yeah, like so, like ranking the veterans, like obviously the Rams veteran running backs are like by far the bottom of the list, right? And so Acres has the best like immediate shot, in my opinion, like at touches. Agreed. But it's on the other side, it's how valuable the touches because of these teams like Ravens, Chiefs, and Colts have pretty solid lines. Obviously, the Colts line is amazing. Um, I don't know how the Lions line is. I'm going to be really honest. I feel like it's not that great because they lost Glasgow. But no, it's not good. They lost. They, <laughs> it's not good. 
Yeah, they signed a gadget lineman to a fifty million dollar deal and let go one of the best guards. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Rams' offensive line's kind of like middling, but the Detroit Lions' line is below average. Other three teams have good lines, so it's a matter of like which I get. So which veteran, if if the rookies aren't there between okay, so like obviously, so recapping it, our top five rookies, the consensus like top five. Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Sorry, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm going to say that wrong a lot. I'm going to say Clyde Underwear. <laughs> Clyde Underwear. Clyde Underwear. DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and Cam Akers. Those five. So, of that are respected veterans, Marlon Mack, uh, Damian Williams, on Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Henderson, I guess. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's the bottom, but of the other right. four, like who's, who's tops, I guess, if you're ranking them? Um... Probably Mark Ingram. Yeah, I was gonna say like um, as much as I hate it, like maybe Damian Williams. Like, I'm not saying Dobbins won't get involved, but I I just think Mark Ingram's like one of the safest right now veterans. I think if Dobbins gets added in, it doesn't take a whole lot away from Ingram. I still think he's pretty yeah, good. That team runs a lot, like, and they run efficiently. But, um, <clears throat> right. Uh, Gus Edwards, on the other hand, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the uh, DeAndre Swift, I mean, carry on Johnson. It's kind of his job to lose, right? I have no fucking clue what's going to happen there. I'm going to be honest. The pick didn't make sense to start. Not really, man. Like, they just drafted this guy. Like, they just drafted carry on, and he's yeah. been good, and you haven't given him time. Him. Like, are, you, are they done with him? Are they fed up? Like, do they. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know what their, like, goal is, per se, I guess. Like, do they want to use both? Because. Maybe they're going to play Swift and give up on carry-on, which that's the thing is, like, I guess I would put him second to last just because we haven't seen the Lions' run game be anything, like, in ever. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much since uh, Barry Sanders. So, because <laughs> um, didn't, like, didn't carry-on get, like, their first 100-yard rushing game in, like, forever recently or something? I'm yeah, to he, that. yeah, it was but, but the other three, like, Mac, Damian, and Ingram are all, like, really solid options if they're the main guys. Right. Um, I do think Jonathan Taylor's got a good shot of supplanting Mac, but it might not be right at the beginning. Um, the the Swift thing, though, I like. I keep coming back to it. I just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Carry on. I mean, wh- if Carry on had been healthy last year, what impact would that have had on the team? I mean, yeah. if any, because they had no one else, and maybe that was what <laughs> they wanted. They wanted to have another running back there that was solid, but like. Like, none of it matters if Stafford's hurt. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't get what they, they just get alignment. Anyway. Um, Lions. Yeah, like, that's the, that's the thing is, like, the line situation, I have no clue how to diagnose it. And I'll probably just stay away from it in that sense, <laughs> which is annoying because I love DeAndre Swift in general. And, like, I like to carry on Johnson, too. Like, I think they're both really good. It's just, it's the Lions, and I don't know who's going to get the touches. Like, I think Patricia wants a timeshare because he's a Bill Belichick disciple and is gonna like be like timeshare. <laughs> um, Gross. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. Like I don't know because like, even if Swift's not that involved, I don't know if I like want the Lions running back that much. I'm really glad I didn't like I sent out trades for Carry On and Dynasty that I'm sure I was overpaying, but nobody ever accepted <laughs> it because they Carry On too. I'm glad those never went through. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, sometimes the things that fall through end up benefiting you so much. Like, oh, yeah. Last year, I offered, when I got DK, I offered Caleb 
DK for Cooper Cup straight up. And, like, right now, that's still not, like, a bad option, but, like, I'd much rather have DK right now, of course, than Cooper Cup, like, in Dynasty. So I'm glad I... I'm glad he said no. Right. I mean, I've had a couple of things that, like, in hindsight, when people have said no, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad they declined, man. Right. You're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but, um... So, on, on these rookies, though, um... So, if they don't start slow and things kind of just play out normally... Um, who do you think has the most? So I, I think you decided. We think Acres has the most immediate value. Yeah, man, it's um, kind of crazy because he's probably the fifth one taken. But yeah, that's the thing. Like he has the <laughs> clearest path to touches. But as far as who you think can make the most impact at any given point in this season, who who's your vote on that front? Probably um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think that. Two. I think that depends on like your scoring system, like if it's full PPR or not. Oh yeah, if it's full PPR, then Clyde Edwards-Helaire is uh, gonna uh-huh. potentially be a stud. Yeah, like it's one of those things where Clyde Edwards-Helaire, like if he ends up the guy, there could be several multi-touchdown weeks. Jonathan Taylor, if he's the guy, you know you're having a consistently like fifteen-point kind of a performance. Yeah. like if John like. So like this is like this is the thing I heard is like is if if the guy in front of them just wasn't there where would they be drafted and like Taylor and like underwear like they're <laughs> he's Clyde underwear now it, like if, Clyde if underwear. those two would be first round picks in redraft leagues if the veterans were not there like without a doubt oh yes 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 uh huh so they're so they're heck talented and uh, in good schemes to benefit them uh huh. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is better. I'm gonna say I think he's better, but running behind Quentin Nelson just. Mm. Uh, but Clyde Edwards-Helaire has the Andy Reid Mahomes Chiefs system, so yes, <laughs> which is kind of good. Yeah, and he's obviously really good. He was a, he was the only first round running back too. But and then, so I obviously like Dobbins a lot. You know how I feel about him. I think he'll after Acres. I think he is honestly like the safest pick like as far as like see like consistent throughout the season value because I think Jonathan Taylor and Clyde is hilarious going to be not much until that moment where it snaps mm-hmm. and then but I think Dobbins is on a team that runs enough that he can get a lot of like 8 to 12 touch weeks even when he's not the main guy and still be valuable yeah I mean I kind of see him and Ingram as like the um I guess basically like Ingram and Kamara like yeah, it's, it's exactly. I was thinking of like the Jordan Howard Tariq Cohen, but like at their ceiling. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel that. Of, like max efficiency, you know? I'm trying to think of like maybe like Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones Drew, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> that feels a little closer. I don't know. Who did? Who, what, what? I'm trying to remember that they had Fred Taylor and. Um, it was MJD, right? And CJ Spiller, right? They were on the Bills. Oh, and they had that one two yeah. punch. Or was it? Was, 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 yeah, I can't remember. The Fred I, I like I like making Dobbins uh, MJD because like because Dobbins is like a pretty like cause I think I don't know how tall he is. I think he's on the shorter side. I think he's like five eight or something. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's five ten. Never mind. He's like probably typical running back size. He's the shorter one. I don't remember, but remember, well, C E H is pretty short, right? Maybe. Oh, someone's talking about Devin Singletary. Okay. My balance single. Someone's talking about him being small because he's like only five seven, but he's like a built two hundred. Right. 
he's a he's a big. Yeah, you, don't, you, don't even, you don't need to be tall to be a running back. The thing, but in fact, it's probably better to be short. Yeah, like once you get over six feet, like Derrick Henry is like it because there's Brandon Jacobs, but he always ran too high. He just ran through people. Yeah, that's just the Derrick Henry motto, right? <laughs> Run by or he through. Was like the original muscle train. Yeah, <laughs> the muscle choo choo. Leaving the station. <laughs> Can grab on, but it's not going to slow down. <laughs> Jump on. <laughs> so anyway, a lot of Rick Durant and discussion. It's always fun. And then lastly, this one's more kind of theoretical. We talked about it a little bit, but like, what if a starting quarterback misses games from coronavirus? Yep, because I I feel like it's possible. Who? So aside from the Steelers, who is worst off if their starting quarterback misses a game? Like I guess like who has the most drop off if their starter misses time? Uh, well, the Steelers of course are. Let's see. Um, I mean the Chiefs. Like I guess. Yeah, that's like the yeah. I mean, if Mahomes gets it's, COVID, it's Matt Moore. But Matt Moore's I guess a pretty okay backup. <laughs> He's yeah, but he's not Mahomes. It's he's just like the ceiling is so high on Mahomes that it's so it's uh, such a drop. Um, I mean, day. if the Texans lose Watson to it, they are literally crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Green Bay is pretty rough because then it's, it's Jordan Love after him. Like, and, and he's not yeah. ready. Um, oh, who's the Minnesota backup? That's Sean a great Mannion? question. Yeah, Yeesh. yeah, that's pretty bad. Let's think. Who was I going to go next? Oh yeah, Seattle's in a tough situation. They rely so much on Wilson. It would be about the akin of like in past years when the Packers lost Rodgers. Oh, Geno Smith's their backup now. Hmm. Woo. <laughs> Russell, I, he needs to win an MVP. Has he won an MVP yet? I don't think nope, so. He has, has he not. even gotten an MVP vote? He has not. He has not gotten an MVP Dude, vote yet. Dude, that's fucking atrocious. It's so ridiculous. He's like literally the best. If the Seahawks had if the Seahawks had like a league average quarterback instead of Russell Wilson. Like if they had Andy Dalton instead of Russell Wilson, like that's what put up that line. Even not not even Jimmy G. Like we'll go below that a bit and go to Dalton. Like <laughs> they would be perennially like four and twelve. Yeah, that, that would not be a good team. Like, he does everything, man. Yeah, and if we go to Jimmy G, like they would be like consistently eight and eight at best. Like so. Oh man, they they brought Anthony Gordon, which I wonder if like I I feel like he would end up like he'll end up being the backup. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because, like, literally, because Pete Carroll, once you're on the team, he doesn't give a flying fuck about your draft capital. No, yeah. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, seems like we've seen what happened to the, uh, the Steelers when they lost Ben. So, mm-hmm. if they lost Ben, they would be toast. Yep. Um, uh, You know, Titans without Tanny. Yeah. But, um... Oh, I just realized we... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Cardinals without Murray would be not good oh god let's play it let's play a game who's the jacksonville backup chad henny is he still the back i thought that she just cut him i'm pretty sure that she's like just got him oh it's mike lennon he's appeared oh (laughs) that's where he is oh man i had no idea i thought he was you know chilling at home (laughs) bored in the house bored in the house I tr- I just realized we missed a couple of news pieces that we like for like we haven't like a page like an article but we didn't like put on the sheet. Um, mm, well, yeah, so we have a couple guys that got paid. Yeah, so um, Chris Jones got paid. Miles um, Garrett's about to be paid. I don't know if it's official yet. Is it official? I thought it was official. Uh, I might thought be. I just five years, one twenty-five. Yeah, assumption is huge contract. Um, talked about briefly Deshaun Jackson being a dumbass, um, and. Subsequently, a couple more players showing that they're a dumbass. 
Um, oh yeah. See, no preseason. Um, no preseason. Yeah, like a lot of teams, like it's like the Ravens came out and said like they're expecting under fourteen thousand capacity. Like the Bengals have said like fourth capacity or something like that, which they're used to. Mm-hmm. The Chargers, <laughs> pro- the Chargers don't even need to put out anything. Right. Um, Please come right now. Game. The NFL and NFL are uh, talking about like player opt-outs possibly. So guys, the preseason conditions like we've got James Conner, obviously cancer survivor. Um, Let's see. Some players are just expressing a concern, like Mark Andrews has type 1 diabetes. And, like, we've seen a lot of these things be clear, like, indicators of, like, they, they've shown that there's more risk in that situation where they have a preseason condition, so some players may opt out. Like, some of these linemen probably have higher blood pressure. Like, Maurice Hurst, like, I know he had, like, a heart issue coming into the draft. Like, some of these guys aren't going to be able to safely play, maybe. Yeah, so, didn't uh, John Brown has a uh, sickle cell, right? I think so. But like, I think Tevin Coleman and uh, Ty Montgomery, maybe? I'm not sure. There's a few players with like, the sickle cell trait, too. Mm-hmm. Although, with John Brown, I, I thought I remember reading something recently that there was some like cyst on his spine, and they thought it was sickle cell trait, but it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it's both. Mm-hmm. But, so, remember, they, they found a cyst on his spine, and apparently that was causing a lot of his injuries or something. Like, Interesting. It made, it made his body like, not, like, not like signal as well to his muscles or something. I don't remember like, what the exact thing was, but that was causing a lot of issues for him which is crazy um yeah, yeah that's wild and then uh lastly um i don't know if this has been reversed yet already but i assume it will be the nfl has said no post-game jersey swaps because it is uh <laughs> <laughs> for, for a pretty obvious reason right <laughs> like it, the, the player like richard sermon like instantly was like we're gonna play the game and then not swap jerseys like which, we're gonna collide into each other for three hours. <laughs> which I get the point is like this is a thing where you're around each other for in enough time and talking and clothes exchanging sweat. Like I get the point of it. It's eliminating one of the ways it could be transferred. So like I'm not gonna like shit on them for it. Like it is it like is it a little like you know I don't want to say much, but is it is it kind of silly to say that after? Being like, we're going to play all these games. But, like, hey, it, it sounds a little silly, but, like, I get their point in it. Yeah, it seems like it's not even remotely one of the biggest issues. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> There's a lot more to kind of dig into. Like, the fundamental playing of football itself is exposing them to those situations. So, like why even bother with the jersey is kind of the point but it's still just like to just just do it <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm not gonna shit on because it like it's a, it's another attempt to kind of keep things safer right um, but i was looking through so yeah no no deal for dak the garrett thing is official so mm. okay, so dak's playing on his franchise tag which is like 31.4 <laughs> million i think which is probably what he should be making right yeah sounds right <laughs> Um, I don't think Derrick Henry. Sure. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm sure they'll get a deal done. Yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry got a contract. I didn't hear anything about Dalvin Cook. So you uh, Henry out. is not yet. Um, he's due a pretty good paycheck, if I remember. Anyway. Yeah, is, is the franchise tax pretty high for that? Yeah, I don't know if Dalvin Cook is like kind of pulled out or not. But so apparently the 2021 class. A free agents at running back right now, barring contracts, up is apparently Derrick Henry, 
Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Jones, Mixon, Drake, Gurley, Fournette, James Conner, Brita, Lindsey Hunt, James White, Cohen, Mag, and some more. Oh my God! Those are the running backs that are at the moment set to have contracts expire. I imagine I am like almost positive Kamara is going to get extended. Um, oh, for sure. Aside from that, like, like Henry and Cook, uh, the only ones I like feel remotely sure about. I guess I feel I, I think three Cohen will get extended too, but. And then the next year's draft class has some pretty like solid studs in it too, so it's gonna be crazy. But oh, oh yeah. yeah, so Henry's playing for ten point two seven million this year. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Mm. <clears throat> good running back money at least. But yeah, that, I think that covers anything we had on our agenda for today. We wanted to go through the what if scenario and kind of address some of like the things that I felt were like at least were being like kind of assumed. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see like what kind of pushback we had on some of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man. I, I mean, I really hope we have a season. Just keep hoping, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. All of this is pending a season. Pending a season. Mm-hmm. The season is pending. <laughs> Your transaction is pending. <laughs> but, but um, thank you all for tuning into Mozzie and the Muslim, and we will be back soon with some more. <laughs>